This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. I have a very special guest on. Happy to have him back. Brother Nelson Seder, you want to go ahead and say what's up to everybody? What's up, everybody? Amen. Thank you for having me, Brother Greg. I love that song, by the way. It's it's awesome. And uh, yeah, Jesus is still Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus is still Lord. Glory to God. Man, brother, um, before we even get too too deep into it, go ahead and tell the folks um, a, a little bit about your ministry and where you're located, because I just want to make sure we don't miss that. Amen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm Nelson Seda. I'm in Orlando, Florida. Uh, I'm with Praise Jesus Christ Ministries. Uh, we love Jesus. We have a bunch of teachings online. Um, if anyone needs deliverance, if you need discipleship, if you need uh, just someone who just, you know, as a, as a friend, a brother in Christ, feel free to reach out. And uh, yeah. Praise God. Yeah, I do follow um, Brother Nelson's ministry when I see him on Facebook and YouTube and stuff like that. So very edifying messages. But brother, I want to get into one of your books. You know, by the grace of God, we were able to have you on previously. And now we got you back for a book that you've written as well. So I read it. I enjoyed it. But I want you to go ahead and tell it. Tell everybody um, the name of your book, where they can find it and really um, what you're kind of talking about there, because that's what we're really going to get into tonight, as you all see from the title. Amen. Uh, thank you again. Uh, the name of the book is right here. It's Why I Left Hip Hop to Follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, this is actually like a second part of my testimony. The first book that I did is From Damnation to Salvation, and it tells of how I got saved. In this particular book, it goes into the detail of me already being saved, but I, God was dealing with me on some issues, in particular the hip hop stuff. And I had my first major deliverance experience and it changed me. It, it, it made me more on fire for Jesus. It made me seem more radical and militant and strange to my peers and family, but uh, I needed it. And some of you out there might need this as well. Praise God. So so I don't want to give too, too many of the details of the book away because it's a very short book very quick read i definitely recommend that y'all go out and read it so i want want to want to spoil the book but just to um kind of walk through a little bit so you're saying at this point of your testimony you're walking with the lord um and then you experience a deliverance that takes place um, yeah which brought you out of hip-hop was that something that you even recognized that you needed so when I got saved, there were certain things that it was more obvious. I knew that I had to change my behavior and God did it from the inside out. It wasn't simply behavior modification. I was convicted of talking a certain way. I mentioned in the book, I used to use the N word. I used to curse a lot, um, which is normal in New York City, where I'm from. It's normal in hip hop culture. It, it's, it, it's considered weird if you don't curse <laughs> in hip hop culture, even as a New Yorker. If you're someone who doesn't curse, they look at you like you have a third eye, you know. Um, but as time went on, I'm, I'm a believer and I'm still trying to b-boy or break dance. I'm still trying to do graffiti. I'm trying to do it for Jesus now but it's in a whole different context. I'm a Christian. I'm trying to sell Christian artwork at this time in my life when I was saved. And I, I felt like, like I could cut corners, if you will. Like there was loopholes to certain things. Like I could still use certain things for Jesus. Um, I went from rapping in the world, what you call conscious rap, to now rapping for Jesus. I, I stayed recording music. And it's funny because uh, 
I have very vivid memories of going to record at a home studio and the engineers looking at me like you, like I went from literally months ago rapping about black Puerto Rican power, Zulu nation, all, all these different things, peace, love, unity, having fun. So now I'm rapping about Jesus is God and he's the only way. And you could be forgiven for your sins. And he's looking at me like, I don't really believe in that, but okay, you paid me for the studio session. So we'll make it happen. You know, it, it was a really interesting time in my life. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about um, when we use the expression deliverance from hip hop, some people might be hearing that and then they might not understand what that even entails, because a lot of times when people hear hip hop, they're just thinking music. They might be thinking, you know, just what originated in New York. But what is what is it actually mean that hip hop is something that someone might need to be delivered from? That's a great question. And I'm glad you asked, because even within hip hop, they struggle with understanding what hip hop is. That's even within the world. We're not even talking about believers here, but it's even more important for us as Christians to understand on this particular topic. When we, when we say the word hip hop, it's not just a music genre. You're talking about many facets of a culture. This is a cultural expression, which is expressed creatively through music, visual art, dance, some of that is seen in graffiti, breakdancing, b-boying, b-girling, uprocking, uh, hip-hop activism, which, is, which is, goes into a whole different area. You know, um, you have different ideologies and philosophies, which it's talked about in the hip-hop music when, when you see like the X-Clans, public enemies, and, you know, uh, dead presidents, like that group. Um, and then you have DJing, turntablism, you have human beatboxing. You, you're talking about many different things when you say hip hop as a culture. It's not just music. Me personally, I was involved in a little bit of everything. I was literally spinning on my head one day, going to record music another day, going to rap ciphers, uh, going to b-boy battles, doing graffiti murals, both and doing artwork legally and illegally. Um, I was about that life, <laughs> the whole yeah. culture. It was not just music for me. It was a whole entire culture. Wow. So yeah, it sounds like you were actually like one of them, you know what I mean? When it comes to, yeah. to hip hop, you were one of them. And so it's interesting because I think even out in the world, I remember some of the, some of like the OG hip hop people, like I've heard maybe for example, KRS one, say verbatim hip-hop is a religion yeah you know and i think sometimes when people hear that they might think that he's speaking um like abstract or they might just think like oh man this dude just loves hip-hop but it sounds like what what you were saying and what you were explaining in the book a little bit is like um there actually is a religious aspect to hip-hop there definitely is i was a chapter leader in the universal zulu nation and we would literally do a prayer before our meetings and at the end. And in that prayer, we would say in the name of the God that goes by most name that by, goes by many names. And we would name uh, Jesus um, alongside the God of Islam and whatever the case may be. And that was, that's an example of how it really is spiritual. And you can't separate it. Wow. So 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 considering that that it is a spiritual component, right? It has spiritual origins and stuff like that. Um, I see a lot of times uh, what we call like CHH or Christian hip hop. So yeah. now my question is, is there a such thing as Christian hip hop? If hip hop hip hop in and of itself is a religion, like what is yeah. what is Christian hip hop? Is that even a thing? So that's a good question. And here's where maturity and discernment comes in. As, a, as Christians, we have to understand several things. We're not supposed to be Pharisees or legalistic or too um, like bent about wordplay. 
right? Christian rap is a thing. When, when you say rap, rhythm and poetry, you know, rhyming over a beat or acapella, you know, or singing even, you, you can do it for the Lord. And you can do it on contemporary type of styles of compositions of beats, which might be hip hop, trap, whatever you want to call it. Does that mean that you could use any type of beat? No. You know, that, does that mean that you could make any type of music into Jesus music, if you will? No. You have to be very careful. When we, if you're going to rap about the Lord, we say amen. I'm, I'm not against that. I still, every now and then, uh, would like to record. I don't do it as much as I used to when I got saved, especially at that point in my life. Um, but I would be very careful to associate the word hip-hop. We're not religious about it, but you have to be careful to associate with that word because there's a whole different culture, a whole different religion associated with that word hip-hop. So when you say Christian hip-hop, okay, what do you mean by that? Do you mean just Christian rap? Then just say Christian rap. <laughs> but if you, mean, if you mean that you're trying to endorse, co-sign, and associate and be loved by, accepted by, and embraced by the culture of hip hop, one, that's not gonna happen. When they see Christian rappers in the real hip hop world, they think you're corny. Yeah. They don't think, they, they do not think it's cool. They find yeah. the, the, the bars boring. But then they'll look at like a Wu-Tang where they're rapping about five percenter doctrine and the black man is God. And they'll find that amazing. But if we say Jesus is God, it's corny to the hip hop community. You know, so I would encourage people who do rap, who do music production, DJing, who sing even do music for the Lord. But don't try to, to, to sell yourself to be loved by the by the the world or worldly music or worldly secular artists, you don't have to associate with hip hop as a culture. Amen. As I know it's a long answer, but no, there's, no, no. there's no short answer to that. Yeah, I'm listening because, you know, I've been kind of rapping now, I guess, since 2019 a little bit. Um, and so, you know, when I was called to do it, it was just very random. You know what I mean? And so um, since then, I've been kind of like, um, on the outskirts of the whole Christian rap scene. I, I intentionally try not to get too deep into it, but it's like to a certain degree, I have to expose myself to it because I'm doing it. You know what I mean? And and as yeah. much as I I'm a, I was raised as an only child and I like to do my own thing, it's kind of like um, you got to work with people, you got to network and stuff like that. So I kind of see a lot of the... Um, a lot of the stuff that, that that goes on and i think what you were explaining about uh the the, the names like the nomenclature of what people want to call it and stuff like that i think that really kind of speaks to just people even sometimes in the world not being able to distinguish uh hip-hop from rap you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm yeah I, I'm, I'm born and raised in dc and i definitely consider us an east coast city uh, but we're like right on that Mason Dixon line. So we're kind of just as much influenced by Southern stuff as, you know, like New York type stuff. Um, I, you know, like North Carolina people, I always say those are our cousins. So my yeah. understanding of hip hop, even in the world, I knew it was kind of different, but I didn't even know the things that you are privy to being from New York about yeah. you know the the that there's a chap there are chapters of this thing and you say a prayer before it and stuff like that and so yeah. i think it's just the 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 overall um misunderstanding about if there even is a difference between hip hop and rap it's interesting because when i was actually in that culture for let me give you an example i used to be a, like a b-boy right a break dancer i would go dance and have battles or go perform in music videos, whatever the case may be, or support rappers' performances and perform with them. But like, 
even though you have all these different like like expressions within the culture pockets of create creativity whatever you want to call it however you want to look at it it is a culture but even people within that culture they don't all acknowledge all each other there's a lot of rappers they could care less about graffiti they don't even acknowledge it as as a part of their lifestyle or their culture of their expression of hip-hop there's a lot of graffiti artists who do not even like hip-hop culture they consider themselves anti-hip-hop culture and they're more into rock heavy metal but they do graffiti and they bomb that's a slang that we use in graffiti culture they do art illegally they, they go bombing um then you have people who who are b-boys they'll dance against each other they'll battle they like dancing but they don't really care about rap and lyricism so it's very it's a very weird culture because it is a culture there is a spirituality behind it and it has all these different things but you have people with different understanding people are still going to be people at the end of the day there's people who they don't distinguish things or they over distinguish things yeah. you know um, when i was in hip-hop culture people people would see me as more like like a traditionalist like a charis one uh mind state of the culture but a lot of the younger people even in my generation don't look at it that way that doesn't mean that it's not the facts though right yeah and so man so you're 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 walking with the Lord now. You experience this deliverance um, that you maybe weren't even expecting fully. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Once that took place, how difficult was it for you to leave hip hop and then follow Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ? It was hard. And God, um, you know, he took me, as I share in the story, to a, a whole different state. I had to leave New York to experience wow. this deliverance session. I came back on a mega bus, um, took like a whole overnight trip. I got back to my mom's apartment in the Bronx. And uh, you got to remember, I had spent prior to this moment about a decade doing graffiti, for example. And my whole room was filled with graffiti canvases. This is how I made money. I was, even though I was a Christian now, I was still teaching in after school programs. I was still doing freelance artwork. I was doing logos for people with Photoshop. I was, this is was, this was mainly how I was making money with visual art. And I took all the artwork in my room and I broke it. I ripped all of the canvases and my my brother was in the house and he literally thought I went crazy. You know, <laughs> people who lived in the neighborhood, they thought something happened to me because they, they looked in the garbage room of, of the apartment building and they saw like over probably over 50. So like canvases of many different sizes broken up, torn up in the garbage room. Um, you know, what do you do with that? You know, yeah, that's not normal. People don't just do that when that's all that they know. Um, it took, I'm not going to lie, it took me a long time to, to, to stop dancing still. No. I kept dancing after that, even after I had the, the, the deliverance, probably a few months. But I, I eventually stopped. Um, yeah. it, it, it took a long time for me to even process praise dancing. And years later, I, I did like a teaching on it and stuff. But I, I struggled in that area because I used to be a B-boy, you know? Um, for a long time, I did not record music after that deliverance session, for a long time. Uh, I got married years later and, and me and my wife, we, we actually recorded a song where she's singing in the language of Malagasy and I'm rapping in English and it was a beautiful time in the Lord. And um, I love to rap. I, I, I wrote books also on poetry, which people can see out there. Out there. It's on Amazon. But um, I know that's a long answer again. I'm sorry no, if I'm no, long with it. No, you're good, man. It's amazing um, just the gifts and how the gifts now you can use them for the Lord with the praise dancing now and writing yeah. books for the Lord now. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking about like when you threw away everything 
and people became concerned. You know, it made yeah. me think about the Gadarene demoniac, how, you know, once he got clothed and in his right mind, that's when everybody was like, something is off here. You know, Jesus, you got to get out of here. And that's when people yeah. became more concerned is when 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 we become sane. And even though we're talking about, you know, your experience with hip hop, really, um, any of us who have lived long enough, uh, you know, when we come to the Lord, we have idols in our hearts. You know what I mean? We have things that we're dealing with. We most of us like some sort of secular music and stuff like that. So there's always things that the Lord is going to ask us to give up, you know, and it sometimes it takes a lot to give that up. And so you said something that stood out to me. You said uh, people had thought something happened to you, you know, yeah. something did happen to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but that glorifies God because it says, man, um, we know how much Nelson loves. I, yeah, your old, I know I read your old name in the book. I'm not going to give you any memories. But, man, we know how much Nelson loves um, hip hop. And now he's just done with it. Yeah. And just imagine how much that glorified the Lord. Amen. I, I'll share. I'll share two things that are really interesting. Since I've been saved, after I had that deliverance, I was doing evangelism on the trains in New York City. I got to preach um, on multiple occasions, and I've seen people who who knew me from my past, and they were stuck in a train with me hearing the gospel. So, praise God, you know. Um, and another thing that I'll share. It's exactly like you said in the scriptures where on multiple occasions, you know, in the Gospels where, where, where Jesus heals someone and people are like, he looks like the same person. It sounds like the same person, but it's not. And th that's literally what I experienced after not only becoming a Christian, but definitely after that major deliverance that I received for that first time, because it was the first of many that I've had. Man, so you became a new creation. You know what I mean? Like you became a new creature and they're seeing it. Um, that's so funny. He looks like the same person, but, you know, I think that's him. <laughs> Man, that's something to experience. Um, so you said it took a while for the dancing, you know, and shout yeah. out to anybody who dances. Like kudos to y'all just to be able to express your body and communicate something that is just like funny to me. But but I I. I admire it. You know, um, was there anything about the dancing that caused you to be a little bit more reluctant to to give that part of it up? I mean, for for, you know, this is like a decade of my life. Again, right. I was doing hip hop culture and dancing is weird because even though I did rap, I did a little bit of activism. I did hip hop education. I did graffiti. Out of all those things, the thing that I, I, I smiled the most, it made me most happy, and I, it probably kept me in shape the most, obviously, was dancing. I used to dance for hours. I used to, at one point, I would um, go to just the corner, put on my, my boombox, and just, just b-boy for, like, anywhere from two to, like, five hours a day. Um, this, this was hours upon hours upon hours of diligence. If I could get saved now, and I'm trying to use these hours towards the Lord, and amen, rightfully so, reading the Bible, trying to watch sermons, trying to grow in the knowledge of Christ, I, I'm still missing that physical aspect. So I, you know, I, I would like, I was struggling with the dancing thing, you know, and it's weird because it took me a long time, even going to services to like lift my hands and, and, and expressively worship. Yet when I was in the world, I was very expressive physically with, with dancing to secular music. And to give a little background on, on the particular dance that I did, because some of you may not really understand what, when I'm speaking, when people break dance or b-boy, they dance to funk music. They dance to, to boom bap. They'll, they'll dance. Uh, it's not just hip hop. 
it, it's 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 a mixture of genres that they actually would dance to. And I, I learned a lot of music more than the average person. And a lot of that music has a lot of influence on your soul. And there's a lot of songs that I learned and I had to, I had to unlove this stuff. Yeah. That's why it was so hard for me with the dancing because I, and I struggled for a long time because in the Bronx, you've probably heard jokes about this in, in the world. Like when people blast music, they're like, oh, what do you think you're at the Bronx? Because in the Bronx, everyone blasts music. On my, my mom's block, you would hear on one floor freestyle music. On the floor above, salsa music blasting. In the basement, bachata music blasting. Across the street, someone's blasting their trap music. It's all in competition. It's all at the same time. I get saved and I'm blasting Christian music in, in competition with all of that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, it's, wow. it was... It was an experience. I thank God I, I don't live in the Bronx no more, though, because of that. To be honest with you, it's very hard to be a Christian in that environment when, when you're forced all day to listen to ungodly music. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because uh, I know you had mentioned that you that the Lord had brought you away from New York, away from the Bronx to, you know, and that's when your deliverance took place. You know, the Bronx is a funny place, man. It's like, well, really New York in general, it's it's an interesting place, man, because it's like you meet, well, I met someone from the Bronx recently and they were just kind of talking to me normal. And I was like, you know, so where you from? And then he's like, the Bronx. <laughs> it's like this certain uh, like mentality that comes with you know, being from a New York, but then from wherever you are from, you know what I yeah. mean? And so, so there is, there is a strong um, atmosphere when you go there, you know, I don't know if I've been to the Bronx uh, specifically, but there's a strong atmosphere in a lot of places. So do you feel like um, it was necessary for the Lord to bring you out of New York in order for that to happen? No, because there's there are many uh, people doing deliverance in New York City, believe it or not. Uh, God has a remnant everywhere. Just me in particular, that's what he did with me. So, amen. I'm grateful. Um, me personally, it's probably best that uh, that he took me out because it, it was it was more of an intimate deliverance. It was um, in the middle of the night. You know, like I shared in the book, and it was over half an hour easily. But what's crazy is it was at a campsite in Georgia. I'm surprised no one called the cops. I'm screaming in the middle of the night, and, and demons are being carried out of me, yet no one called the cops. And wow. that still blows my mind to this day because people were literally in uh, their tents, and they had to hear me with their children and stuff. <laughs> wow. that's, that's a testimony in itself. Yeah, just for anybody who was even you know who had ears you know who heard that you know what i yeah. mean that's that's powerful um yeah man it's like so many of these areas have their their own um flavor you know what i mean like you know uh dc we do the go-go music here you know what i mean and i know with with like i've heard gospel go-go bands you know, in D.C. So, you know, I'm not sure what to make of that. But um, every area kind of has its own little um, little flavor. And exactly. uh, you're right, though. There's a remnant that God has in every situation. You know what I mean? And so we just got to be that light um, and all of that, because we were talking earlier. So right now you're down in Orlando, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so you got um, Praise Jesus Christ Ministries is going on down there. Are y'all still doing the services now, or you taking a break we, for now? Or what? We're taking a break for now, but I'm still releasing messages as the Lord leads me online. And um, I do one-on-one -on -one deliverance sessions uh, if anyone reaches out to me, and I'm led by God to do that with that individual. Um, sometimes I'm not led, you know. Uh, there's 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 many people who do deliverance, but sometimes it, you you for many different factors, many different reasons, you may not be led to to do a session with someone. That's an interesting discussion to have another time. But um, I believe in P 
people, you know, uh, we believe in the local church. We believe in, in deliverance ministry, but we, we believe in the local church. We believe people should be plugged in. People should be discipled. Uh, we believe in fivefold ministry. So uh, if there's any churches out there, we try to promote them. We try to support them. But, but the Lord does have me releasing messages. Praise God. Praise God, man. Yeah, I'm just... Um... Just really thinking about it, man. I just want to kind of talk a little bit um, about what you were saying earlier about, uh, you know, ministering for the Lord and, you know, like Christian rap and stuff like that. Uh, Do you listen to Christian rap? I do listen to Christian rap. Um, I listen to random stuff sometimes. I like listening to Cross Movement's old music. I like uh, Brian T, Brian Trejo in Texas. I like um, I like Shy Lin. I like I like a few artists out there. I don't know that many artists, but I, I like a few artists out there. Um, but as much as I like Christian rap, I just listen to it randomly if I feel like bumping it but not if I'm going to worship God. If I'm going to praise and worship even in the intimacy of my own home or if I'm doing a service, for example, I'm not putting on Christian rap. We're not about to have a, a Christian rap thing going on. It's, it's not going to happen. It's more like if you feel like relaxing, it's a great way to, to reach lost people, actually, for them to hear that and go, oh, okay. You know, but mm-hmm. it's not something that that personally, I just, I don't, I don't, it, it's not used for praise and worship, but it yeah, is praise and worship in its own regard. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing something as unto the Lord. Yeah. I can see that. I'm kind of the same way. You know what I mean? I um don't really listen to a lot of, I listen to a very, very few folks, very obscure people. I can name them. Y'all probably wouldn't even know them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't know some of the, the the mainstream people that you just mentioned. I think I've heard of like cross worship, um, but yes, yeah, an interesting space, man. Because I think that might be where um, some of the um, debate comes in, as far as if Christian rap is even of God. You know, yeah. because before I was asked to start doing it, I really was kind of neutral on it because I didn't really have a dog in a race. And most of the ministers that I kind of support, or at least a few of them, I'll say a few of the ministers that I um, will give credence to are like really against it. You know what I mean? So it took me a lot of prayer to make sure that I was even hearing the Lord the right way when he asked me to start doing it, you know, just like you were dealing with um, hip hop. I was just like, man, maybe I listened to too much rap in the world and, and and I just hadn't got it out of my system or something, which is funny because when I did get saved, I threw away all my rap CDs, like all my secular CDs. I just threw them all away pretty much. Like once I gained the revelation that it wasn't beneficial to my walk, and then I more or less just stopped listening to rap, period. Like, like no rap, no Christian rap or anything, uh, probably for like seven years straight. Um, maybe there was like, I think there was one or two songs that had a little rap part that I liked, you know what I mean? So I wasn't necessarily like against it. I just never happened to put it on, you know what I mean? Um, but now I think that might be where some of the debate comes in is like, you were saying that you know it's not necessarily for you. It's not really worship or praise music per se. Yeah, it's not. Um, yeah, it's just more. But God like, can use it. God, God definitely uses it. There's a lot of like praise to break that down for those of you who don't know. Praise is usually more up tempo. Worship is is down tempo. It's slower, going more into the intimacy with Christ. Um. God, I, I personally, me and my household, me and my wife, we listen to praise music where there's rapping and singing. And we love it. It's awesome. But there's a transition. When you go from praise into worship, you're not rapping. 
we don't condemn anyone who's Christian rappers. I Christian rap too. <laughs> but you just have to know when to, it's timing. It's when to do it. There are ministries out there who condemn anybody who does really any type of modern Christian type of music. We, we, that's, 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 that's a religious spirit. That's, that's too left field. You have to be balanced. Um, in order to reach the youth, a lot of churches, they'll have Christian rappers uh, perform on like, they'll have like a Christian rap night or an open mic night. And that's a very positive thing. How else are you going to get young, impressionable minds interested in Christ if you're not reaching them where they're at? You can do it without compromising. And that's why Christian rap uh, and end singing, even if it's not praise and worship per se, it can, God can use it. It can be used as a vehicle. My only concern as someone who loves the Lord and, and who the Lord has me putting messages out there, I'm not trying to be anyone or, or look like anything, but it concerns me when you have Christian rappers rapping false doctrine. That's what mm. it's about. When you have Christian rappers rapping a different Jesus, a different gospel, uh, it becomes a problem then. When you have Christian rappers and they're like rapping against deliverance ministry, rapping against fivefold charismatic biblical Christianity, uh, it becomes weird. Then it becomes a problem, you know, as much as a problem as the people who condemn Christian rap in the first place. Mm-hmm. You have to be balanced with everything. Yeah, the way I see it these days is it kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit of like church buildings or pastors. You know what I mean? Um, depending on where you go, you might get something different. You know, on this church corner, you might get one one message or one denomination. On this other one, you might get another one. You know, and and different people do it for different motives. You know, I had yeah. a, a, an interesting experience recently. Um, I hope I don't get in trouble. I only see a few people on, so I'm assuming I'm safe to say this. <laughs> but uh, I had I had um, featured in a not featured. That is the wrong word. I made an extremely small cameo in a film, <laughs> and uh, I made some connections with some people. And one guy I was just kind of following on Instagram. And, you know, I went through a little small um, spat where I was doing these little Instagram raps over the, the, the challenges, like the rap challenges or whatever you want to call them. And, um, you know, one of the guys that that did the film, he also makes music. And so he asked me if I wanted to feature on his song, you know, and um, I was like, you know, I pray about it, think about it. Da, da, da. He was like, you know, it's a Christian album you know, and uh, and all of that. So I thought about, I was like, you know, it's a Christian album. We got mutual friends. It's probably, everything probably is on the up and up. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do it, blah, blah, blah. So I, you know, laid down my verse, send it to him, blah, blah, blah. The song is done. I'm on the project and all of that. Um, but when we went to film one of the videos, not for the song I'm in, but for a different song, we went to film a video and after I left there, I had made a connection with his videographer and I saw that he did some songs for the guy that I was on the song with that asked me to be on the song. And uh, when I went to his page, this man had songs on there, basically worldly songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he had uh, songs with cussing in it, songs with provocative women in it. Um, you know, and I'm just sitting here like, and it, it was only like a year old, you know what I mean? So I'm just kind of sitting here like, man, I hope best case scenario, you know, he's turning over a new leaf, <laughs> you know, but, uh, when he put the album out, I noticed that he took a couple of them songs down, which I really appreciate it. <laughs> and I'm hoping that he's just trying to move towards something different, um, the last thing I'll say about it is we went to a little stream that he did album release and uh, I think his dad actually asked him, you know, what was the inspiration behind the album? And he was just kind of saying like he had been listening to some Lecrae and some other people and he just wanted to do do something for Jesus because he 
makes music, I guess, otherwise and does other stuff, but he wanted to do something for Jesus. And that's how some people see it is, yeah. is what I was trying to arrive at. They just see it as something that you can do for Jesus, not necessarily ministry per se. I mean, great story. <laughs> Uh, you, we see it with praise and worship artists as well. It's not just Christian rappers doing that. It's not just secular music artists doing that. There's praise and worship artists who have albums of praise and worship, but off of the stage, outside of the studio, we see red flags and questionable suspect activity or weird interviews, weird responses to questions and in interviews. We don't condemn anybody. We don't place nobody in hell. That's where maturity comes in. We, we understand people could be in a season where they're working on some things. The Lord is working on it with them. Maybe they're a little hard-headed, hard-hearted. That's where maturity comes in. Um, some of these people have not been discipled properly, and then they're just recording praise music and worship. And, and Christian rap, and no one is explaining to them, this is this and that is that. Um, and it's very difficult to do that with rappers in general, because a lot of rappers are isolated in the world. And then they get saved and they have to learn how to not be isolated people. Um, it's very difficult for rappers to learn that, um, especially considering if they get saved, most of their circle of people around them is probably not going to be safe, you know? Yeah. It's a tricky um, thing to do because there's a lot of uh, bravado that comes with that genre. You know what I mean? It's like, it's different because the thing about worship, um, worship is something that we're offering to God. You know what I mean? Worship is like deep calling out unto deep. We're offering it to God. Um, Oftentimes in something like Christian rap, uh, for example, my Christian rap, a lot of it is me ministering to my fellow man. You know what I mean? I occasionally might have some stuff where I'm talking to God, um, but it could be me sharing a testimony, uh, ministering to the fellow man. So there's not really that um, strong level of like uh, like offering unto God. You know what I mean? And so because of that, because you're doing the bars and all of that stuff, you're kind of in this space where it's like if you get caught up in the, the, the like, for lack of a better word, like the spirit of of um, what comes what can come along with that genre, it can sift you. And the yeah. thing about hip about uh, about like rap, for example, is. The Bible talks about how a novice shouldn't do certain things because it'll cause them to get puffed up. And a lot of yeah. times, as soon as people hear anything about Jesus and maybe they get curious, immediately they just want to go into Christian rap. <laughs> um, yeah. I happen to be on one of these uh, Facebook groups about Christian rap and somebody on there was like, how do I become a Christian rapper? And my thing is, it's not something that you just decide you want to become. God should be inspiring you to do it. Yeah. Like he should be telling you, it shouldn't be like this. Oh, that looks fun. I'm about to go do it. But I think because yeah. it's a fun genre, it attracts that. Well, it's interesting because like when I personally write rap lyrics now as a believer, I always ask myself, am I trying to be just lyrical to be lyrical? Or is this biblically sound? Is someone going to grow from this message? Is it also lyrical as well? That's important. It should be lyrical, but I shouldn't just be trying to be lyrical. Am I just trying to sound good on a beat? What's the real intention behind the song, behind the project? And, and you know, even, even the video, you know, if, if there's a video of this song, what what is the big purpose behind it is it to fuel my ego you know you have to ask those honest questions to yourself to god you know and i feel like you know that's you have to examine yourself that's part of examining yourself what's your motives what's your intentions you know and that's it's different for everyone 
in the regard yeah. that God, God may be talking to them in a different way, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And we're kind of picking on uh rap a little bit, but it can be that way sometimes with preaching, like preaching a sermon. There's some preachers that are more animated, you know what I mean? That are more, um, put like this, there can be a lot of um, glamour that comes with preaching, even though our goal is not to be glamorous, but yeah. because of like the impact that you can have on people. Singing, same thing. You know what I mean? The impact that you can have on people uh, because of the gift that you have, it can yeah. it can it can shift your motive. So so how do we even Well, I think you answered it already. I was about to say, how do we guard against it? But you said we examine ourselves. We check our motives. Yeah. Even like like I could even touch on the visual art thing because I still do art, art now. It's more uh, it's different, though. I don't do graffiti no more. And I have to like explain that to someone if they want a custom painting, like I'm not putting no lettering on nothing. Like <laughs> it's a stumbling block for me. Like <laughs> even though I, 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 I came out of that, I'm not gonna go back to that. This is a, a clear stumbling block. I'm gonna just paint some trees, some mountains, waterfall, uh, something positive, family friendly. I'm not writing names because it, it takes me to a place that is dark. I've been there where you care about letter structures and it becomes prideful and it's, it goes and I have sermons that I put out there about um, Christian graffiti. If anyone wants to know about that, look on our YouTube channel. We have two messages. It's very edifying, but uh, graffiti, like it, it's a, it's a whole different struggle. <laughs> and a lot of people don't understand that because that's, it's a different world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm, I'm like listening to you and it sounds different. You know what I mean? Cause when I say it, it's like, Oh, it's just graffiti, but then you know, the nuances of it. Yeah. So it's, it's different from your perspective. Um, cause you it's, it's, crazy. Mm -hmm. it's crazy because it, for me as an artist, when I was doing graffiti, I would look in the world. Any surface is a, is a potential surface for artwork. That's, this is how a visual artist thinks. They look at the wall, they look at furniture, they look at your skin, tattoos, everything. Everything is art. So like me, even after having this deliverance years later, I, I still have to like catch myself, like don't, don't get too caught up visually with things around you. It, 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 this goes real deep in, into like the mental side of things and psychological side of things. Um, but yeah, but we don't condemn people for artwork. Amen. Yeah. But so is that, but is that something that God has placed in you? You know what I mean? Like he's placed that artistry in you and you just have to be a steward over it. Yeah. I, I, for me personally, he's definitely given me that gift. I've had it my whole life. It's just in this season. Am I called to that as my, as the main thing he wants me to do? Probably not. He wants me to put out teachings. I, I know what he wants me to do, to preach and teach. Um, but there, there's a lot of people out there who have similar backgrounds to me. And it may have not been graffiti, but it, it may have been some stream of visual art. And it's like, okay, I'm Christian. How do I use this for the Lord? How do I honor God? You know, sometimes uh, you just simply being a good business person. It doesn't have to be uh, the, the Christian visual art. You could just do regular art, but you simply being professional in your demeanor with all that as unto the Lord can simply be, you know, God will use it, you know, but it's different for every single person. This is why you have to know what is God calling you to do in your own life personally. And that's different for everybody in different seasons. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. Um, so you, so, so God moves you. Did so? How did how did you feel? Um, how did you know that God was moving you into something different? From after this deliverance session that I had, that I shared in the book, I I, I knew that He wanted me to preach and teach because He was already leading me towards evangelism, and I fought it. I fought it for months. Um, I was saved. I wanted people to understand the correct doctrine that they should know, salvational doctrine. 
And uh, I was having encounters with people who, uh, whether online or in person, and they didn't understand stuff that they should have known already. And I had a zeal to, to just go out and, and, and share it with people. And that's, it's changed over time what that looks like. I went from evangelizing to doing Bible studies, prayer meetings, and, and now I'm uh, putting out sermons online. Um, but yeah, I, I, I personally believe that that's what the Lord wants to do with my life. But it may not be the same for some of you watching. Some of you watching... You may have been a rapper in the world, got saved, and God can use your Christian rap. He may not be calling you to be a pastor or a preacher in, in some regard. But some of you, you can rap, but he's not calling you to be a rapper or the Lord. He's calling you to be a, a, a minister. He'll use your rap experience of being on a stage, of knowing how to speak to people, using cadence to be able to write sermons. He'll use that. You know, often if you look at your life and, and the, the things that you have a burden for and your natural gifts and abilities, it will transpire into the kingdom and kingdom work. And usually that's how God will use you. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, just coming in the truth. Right. And so when you come in the truth, we do get this burden where you're like, man, everybody needs to understand this correctly. You know, like so much ministry is, is birthed out of a burden. You know what I mean? How some of those books of the prophets say the, in the burden of the Lord came. It's like we see a problem that needs to be fixed. And so it takes it takes humility to walk in that. It also takes humility to. Uh, be willing to put aside something that you know you are good at or you know you love or or whatever the case may be and just avail yourself to the Lord. Um, and so and so and then when you made that decision, um, do you feel like things begin to get uh, how did how did things go after that when you really just put one old lifestyle away and then begin to just trust in the Lord? Oh, I, it's really simple. I lost all my friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I literally lost all my friends. I had everyone who knew me from the past. Multiple people say they basically I, I, I like to look at it this way and I share it this way. If you see what happened to Lauren Hill in the world from the group, the Fugees, when she went mm -hmm. her, to her single career and then they, they say in the world she went crazy. Right. Uh I like, I like to look at it like that. People think I went crazy. They, they think I did a Lauren Hill, if you will. Um, <laughs> and there's people, sadly, you know, who have told me verbally, verbatim, I miss the old you. You know, mm. it's, it's been hard. You know, this is something that I don't regret. And I want to encourage anyone out there who maybe you're struggling with this. You're struggling with it may not be a hip hop thing for you. It could be anything else, but it's a struggle of the old man, the old you, you know, uh, BC before Christ. And now you're saved and the Lord wants to wants you to let go of some things. And I want you to be encouraged. Not only can you let go of that, you can change. God can use you. Often it'll be with, with similar or the same gifts and natural abilities, but he'll use you for his purpose. And it might look very different than what, you, what you've already done thus far. And you might not like it at first. You might go kicking and screaming, but you'll, you'll grow an appetite for the thing that God wants you to do. You'll grow a desire for it the more you spend in intimacy with him. I didn't want to preach and teach initially. I was, I was fighting it. Now I desire it. That's just an example, right? Um, I, I threw away the graffiti, the b-boying. I didn't fully throw away the rap thing. I still do it randomly, but it's not, it's, it's just something I do. It's not who I am. Who I am, it, my identity is found in Jesus Christ. It's not found in these creative expressions. When I was in the world and hip hop culture, especially my identity was in my creative expression. 
I, I thought me as a person, I mean, I'm hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Very different now. Now I'm Christian. I'm like Jesus. And that's what I should strive to be. And if I'm honest, and if you're honest, we look in the mirror and you're going to often find, you know what? I'm not enough like Jesus as I should be. That's why you need him. I need him. You need him because we're not like him, but we want to be. And supernaturally, he'll help you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, Brother Nelson, that's a powerful testimony. Um, once again, before we close out, tell everybody where they can, the name of the book and also where they can find it. Amen. The name of the book is right here. Um, Why I Left Hip Hop to Follow the Lord Jesus Christ. It's available on Amazon and even barnesandnoble.com. Um, it is in English uh, only at the moment. <laughs> um, I do have an ebook and it's in paperback format. It's very cheap. It's a very short book. You can read it in like a day. Um, it's worth it. And it's, it's a good thing to share with someone else who may have a hip hop background as well. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And what I'll say also is um, because you did mention it's a continual, it's like a part two of your testimony. And so um, <clears throat> the book certainly talks about um, your experience in being delivered from hip hop, but but that's not all the book is about, you know. So I just want to tell everybody that as well. Um, there's a pretty decent chunk of the book that kind of talks about other aspects of your life, um, other other things that the, that you were um, dealing with in your walk with the Lord that He helped you with. So um, so I say that to say, someone who gets it will get more out of it than just the hip hop aspect of it. Because uh, you yeah. might be saying, oh, you know, I don't I never even like hip hop in the first place. But, you know, it's it's more about just uh, what the Lord can do in someone's life. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's one thing that I took away from it. Amen. And yeah. Amen. Praise God. Well, listen, Brother Nelson, God is good. Um, always a pleasure to have you on. Did you want to say anything else to the people before we close out? I uh, just want to say thank you for having me. Thank you for anyone who gave this uh, an ear, who viewed um, openly with an open heart. I, I encourage you to take everything that we spoke about to your prayer closet. Praise God. Well, listen, family, thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. God is good. I enjoy myself. Um, always a pleasure to have Brother Nelson on. That's all we have in this Solid Talk family. Hopefully y'all had a good time. You all take care and be blessed. Shalom. Culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge, wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a render shall be saved We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters 
of the pages The blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases I pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in